Hey, I'm Dina. I'm Nikki. And we're your hosts for CBD Magcast. CBD Magcast is devoted to the legalization of cannabis and its impact in your community. Cannabis Concierge, the expert and discreet service of cannabis procurement for the individual or retailer. These buds are for you. CBD Magcast Culture brings you Bud Tender's Corner. What's the word on the street? I don't know. Hopefully we'll find out. Hey, Mickey. Hey, Dina. How's it going? Great. How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic because we're at 2020 Solutions on Iron Street and we're here talking with da-da-da-da! Alex. Hi, Alex. Tell us what you do, who you are, and anything you want to say. I am the inventory coordinator over at the 2020 Solutions here on Iron Street. I've had this job for about a year, and then I've worked at the store overall for almost two years. So before that, I was a shift lead and used to close down the store. But uh, other than that, uh, get on with the questions, because I I just love my job, so I'm excited to see what you have to ask me, yeah. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. So how long... Have you been in the cannabis industry and how was that your intention? Before this, I was a cook for a long time and I'm also pretty active in the music scene. So cannabis has always just kind of gone hand in hand with a lot of the things that I've done in life. One of my good friends also worked here. He's been here since just about the store opened up, Jake. So he's actually the IT guy now for the overall company. So I was always super interested in what he was doing, what he was talking about when coming home from work and when we would Mm -hmm. hang out. Yeah, eventually he helped me get the job here and I've been here ever since. So that was just about two years ago. I I think I started in September of 2016. Do you like doing inventory better than you like bud tending or do you get a chance to do enough of both to make you happy? I personally enjoy the inventory side of it. Not that I dislike bud tending. I like to bud tend, especially when I can get into like pretty in-depth conversations with our guests that are really into the cannabis side of it. For me personally, I do get a little burnt out towards the end of the day talking to everybody. I think that would just be me in any job that was a lot of face-to-face interaction. So I do like to have my time on my own where I can be back here with the product, getting it ready for the team and, and stuff like that, keeping the machine oiled and, and whatnot. That's, I'm here with Nikki, who is the manager at Emerald Leaves in Tacoma, and she does inventory as well. And I know that it's a lot of work to continuously manage inventory. When you have to bring in a new product, tell us what it takes, what do you go through to get that product on the shelf? First of all, this might be a little bit different than a lot of those stores out there that are a little bit smaller. With the 2020 team, we're we're pretty lucky to have like an outside support center team. So though I manage the inventory for this store, we also have Tasha, who's overall inventory coordinator for all of our stores, and Jackie's the buyer. So we have a nice little group effort here to make sure that all the stores are running smoothly. So my personal job is I'm the person that'll take in all the deliveries. I also will do just a general once a week inventory report of stuff that we'll need, stuff that I'm noticing people are liking more. I try to talk to the team in general about and stuff that's moving well, especially on the weeks where I don't bud tend as much. It, it kind of changes week to week basis for sure. And then aside from that, I, I take in all the deliveries, as I said. My part stops after sending in the manifest and whatnot. And from there, there's that extra step of accepting the product within. We use green bits for our point of sale system. So you accept the product within there and get the manifest ready from the store. The producer themselves will have to send it. Uh, I send it off, Tosh will send it, and you know, depending on what her workload is, she can have it done 
than anywhere between 20 minutes to an hour. So then from there, that's when it's going on the shelves. So it's kind of nice to have that extra help because while she's doing that, that means it's already getting binned up by me. So I don't have to do that extra step, which is just nice. By the time it's binned up, most of the time it's ready for the shelf. So pretty cool there. And how's that different than how you do it, or is it? It's entirely different, and I think that Emerald Leaves has pretty excellent policies in place, but every manager there wears all of the hats. So if there's two managers there, then one person can get it ready to go on the sales floor, and one person can take it in. Also, we use BioTrack and not GreenBits, which is totally different. Right, yeah. But sometimes we also don't have the manpower, so there's no person besides a manager who can take in and create product names and things like that. So it's definitely a little bit different, probably more efficient over at 2020 Solutions, but they have a much different <clears throat> and much bigger operation. Yeah. Right? Something to keep in mind is we do we have five 2020s right now. We have this one. We have the one over on the Guide Meridian. So those two are the first stores. This was number one. Then the Guide followed shortly after that. Pacific Highway, which is also a Bellingham-based store, that's going to be the smallest one out of the three of the Bellingham stores, kind of located in a trailer. It's our fun size stores, I like to call it, but still, they're, they're pretty awesome. And then... That's awesome. Yeah. We're no, going to have to get some photos of that. Yeah. No, it's it's a great store. Really cool vibes. It's completely different because, I mean, here we have our square, kind of like the U shape as you walk in. There's sectioned off a little off a little bit more, so you have your concentrate section. I haven't worked there myself, but I could definitely see the workflow would be a little bit different, but they, they definitely kill it. And then we also have our Sprague and Efreda stores. So those are more on the eastern side of the state. So Tasha's in, involved with manifesting for all five. You know, the majority of the work that she does is in, in charge of making sure that all the stores have the product they need to, which is, it's again, it's super nice to have that kind of extra hand in that. What is your biggest selling product line? Do you do more edibles? Do you do more flour? Do you do more pre-rolls? I think it's safe to say that flour in general is going to be our best seller overall. Pretty classic. But I mean, the amount of people I've seen, even in the two years that I've worked here, transition to cartridges is honestly insane. So many people are moving to cartridges that smoked weed for 50 years. And it's it's really cool to see because like when I first started, the, the amount of open-minded people with that kind of thing it was not even close to this. Like I could same person who comes in, has been here twice and be like, Hey, you know what? I see you're smoking this fast. Or like, I know that you have kids or you want to be discreet. Maybe you should try this out. Two years ago, that person would have said, no, I'm okay. And now the amount of open-mindedness is really, really cool to see. I think that just kind of comes from the fact that it's losing its stigma the longer it's been out of the black market. I'd say cartridges are definitely rapidly moving up to the front. Does this store versus another store sell a certain type of edible over another? Edible-wise, that kind of just comes to, I feel, a personal preference of what they're looking for. I think there's kind of like the two different kinds of edibles. The let, let's eat something that's really tasty but also get high kind and then there's the kind of people who prior probably had a medical card or they're coming in here for stuff that they need. I always try to look at those as completely different things, try to help people out because I don't want someone who is coming in here looking for a tincture or something that for them some cookie that's going to be gone in 10 seconds. You know, I want to make sure that they're getting what they're looking for. So with that being said, we do have the Wellness Wednesday deal here. So we do 10% off of CBD products and then Tuesdays are edible days. So those two days continuously, which I'm typically here for. That's when we sell the majority of our edibles. And it's cool to see a lot of the people coming in for wellness-based products. That's increasing more and more. Lots of CBD capsules, not technically an, an edible in our sense, but 
We're selling a lot of uh, Skadron Organics, like Rick Simpson Oil. Big fan of that company, particularly their Charlotte's Web Strain. I've seen a lot of amazing results from people coming in after just a week of using it. And, you know, they actually have some spring in their step. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that's really neat. Yeah. Um, Super awesome. But yeah, I mean, as far as recreational edibles go, like fruit chews and cookies and stuff like that are... And the the drinks. The The uh, drinks I saw really were a big hit. Personally, that's what I'll buy for edibles because I have a a fairly high tolerance. I'm not even really going to feel it unless I hit 40 or 50 milligrams minimum. My typical Friday night is just a 100 milligram soda and I'm, I'm good for the <laughs> night. And it's a great way to sip your way through the evening. Yeah, like I'm not, I don't have to chug it. Sometimes I will. Sometimes I'll take a couple hours to drink it. It's interesting to see the different effect you get from that too. It was delayed reaction as opposed to the brick wall effect. Yeah. And the cost per value, I think, with something that's enjoyable to eat. It can be difficult to find an edible right. you like the taste of. So the soda seemed to be a consistent, easily enough made although I've heard some not as good as others but they're getting better I think it it, that's really exciting I mean I I don't know if you're familiar they're actually delivering outside of the store right now but the evergreen herbal guys their sodas are amazing the uh the soda flavors for them were actually designed by the same people uh, that made the Arizona tea flavors, if I'm not mistaken. Oh. So it's, it's either the soda flavors or the fruit juice flavors, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it's the actual soda flavors. Cool. Um, so, I mean, they, they taste delicious. I've had both the uninfused and the infused ones. Like, I can't tell a difference whatsoever, and I've tried every flavor. It's pretty mind-blowing that they're able to um, get those to be thin like they're not you don't feel the thickness you don't feel the oil in there that's another cool facility that i recently got to tour and actually see the the sodas being made and like turned and and stuff and hearing their process yeah yeah that's neat mm -hmm. yeah oh right on right on yeah cool how do you carry your bud tender role outside the shop or your cannabis industry role kind of your friend's weed guy well i'm not necessarily the weed guy i mean my friends definitely i mean it's not like i'm buying into bulk and selling my friends, <laughs> totally. of course, but my friends do know that if they're coming over that they have an opportunity to smoke stuff they probably wouldn't normally right elsewhere which is definitely a cool experience i mentioned earlier that i'm pretty involved in like the electronic music underground bass music scene honestly i advertise cannabis at almost all of our shows whether i'm wearing gear from our shop or my favorite vendors or whatever it's a huge part of our life it's a huge part of because i'm in a duo project both of us it's a huge part of our life cool. definitely driven to how a lot of our music has been made so I'm very active in that regard always advocating for cannabis on the outside but as and as a bud tender too like i'm happy to walk around in 2020 gear and people see me downtown which is quite often i live right downtown bellingham so people see me as their weed guy immediately it's like I'm happy to be seen as the weed guy outside of here. What direction do you see the cannabis industry taking? It could go in a few different ways. The way I don't want to see when it inevitably does become nationally legal is I do not want to see it being taken over by big tobacco, and I don't want to see like a corporate takeover, essentially. I really do like this idea of have states growing their own stuff, keeping it within the state, and I don't know if that's going to change once the national laws change, but at the same time, I'd love to smoke some bud from California. I really just think that ensuring that the growers' rights and stuff like that are maintained and not just slap like the equivalent of a Marlboro sticker on pack of joints, like that's really just what I don't want to see. 
But what I have been seeing, you know, I said, I mentioned cartridges, like concentrates are booming right now. It's super cool to see in a legal state what people are able to do without having to hide as much. They're able to openly spend thousands and thousands of dollars on equipment that before, if the IRS saw that, they would immediately come and investigate as to why you just spent money on equipment that you can't explain as to why you have. There's those little things, like the science behind it is just evolving and we're openly allowed to evolve it. And the so, genetics too, the right? Genetics. Out of hand. And terpenes, of course, that's definitely where it's moving towards. You know, I, I'd like to see a combination really of the indica sativa hybrid mixed with terpenes and different effects. The aromatherapeutic effect you can get from terpenes. I've smoked sativas that feel like what an indica should be. I've smoked indicas that feel like what a sativa should be. And it's really all because of the terpenes. So I definitely think that that's going to be the next big thing. And it already is pushing, but it's more than just taste. It's the effect too, I think. So definitely think that's the next step. <laughs> Heck yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Do you have a piece of wisdom or advice that you would give to somebody who is going to embark on a cannabis industry journey? Yeah, let's see. Really, number one is enjoy yourself because, I mean, we all have our own lives and, and personal stuff. Sometimes it can be hard to leave your hat at the door when you walk in. It's easier here than a lot of other jobs, but the amount of times that, even if it's just the silliest thing, you know, I was late to work because I had a flat tire or whatever, it's so like, oh, my day's ruined. You get to work and it's just like, this is the coolest thing I could possibly be doing. So, A, if you're given the opportunity to do this enjoy the hell out of it i've seen too many people think that this is the job that they want and they could be really good at it and they just treat it like any other job but you can't we're pushing this industry forward we are the industry and it's the industry's only existed for four years in this state so all you have to do is break down like i've been in it for two years out of the four five years down the road there's no way you can get that experience use the experience that you're gaining and build up your knowledge base because there's going to be so many jobs in the next 20 years further and further i want to see the bud tenders of now be the people that are moving the industry 10 years from now mm -hmm. and I, I think that's what's going to happen I hope so, at least, because they're the ones that have been on the front lines and have really seen what people like. That is my favorite term to use about the bud tending community is that we are the front lines no, industry. It's... it's my favorite term, so I'm super stoked to hear you say. Yeah. That. All right. So let's say Alex, you're going, you go into a store, you're shopping. What are you, what are you shopping for? How does that go? Let me uh, give you an ex example of when I went to Oregon last, like four months ago. I had a terrible experience. This is what I would not like. I walked into the store, the first thing I asked is, what is your top shelf? And the answer I got was, oh, it's all top shelf. And I honestly gave him the most puzzled and confused look. I was like, I don't, I don't get, and I, okay, sorry, I'll start over. I work in Washington, I, I work at a shop, trying to smoke the best weed you have, like, or what you think, like, guide me here. It's like, there's no reason there'd be a different price points if it's all top shelf, you sure. know? So what are your favorite growers, blah, blah, blah. And that was just a, an unknowledgeable experience. Really what I look for is knowledge mm -hmm. and people that want to be there. Because even before working at 2020, I shopped here every once in a while. I'm not going to lie. I definitely had that guy until I started here just because he still happened to have product. But any of the shops other than 2020 that I went to just didn't feel as engaged. Granted, this was like two, three years ago. I haven't shopped anywhere else since in Washington, so they, they could have improved, of course, but you're going in there and they're not knowledgeable. That's the big thing for me. You're right. This is a very special industry. This right. isn't just an anything industry. Why don't you tell us your favorite personal canvas story? Oh, man. 
This is gonna be a tough one. It always is. This was before rec, before I was technically of legal age. But that being said, I was with my brother, my older brother. He hadn't smoked in a long time. He's six years older than me, so he, by this time, I was in college, like, just starting, so I think I was, like, 19 or 20, and he's six years older than me, so he went through his whole stoner phase and stuff, and I was just like, ah, man, I just really want to get him... I've smoked with him, but I never got him just, like, so baked that he couldn't move off the couch. <laughs> so I go over to his apartment in Seattle, and I made... Have you ever made the waterfall bong? So it's similar to a gravity bong. Yes. But it's instead of having one big suction going up, you take a like a water bottle and you cut a, a quarter in the bottom out. Yeah. So you just kind of sprinkle the water out like a waterfall, and that's what's filling up the smoke and building pressure. Yeah. So um, he had never done like something like that, and I don't even think he'd done a gravity bong before. But that definitely was one of the most ripped I've ever been in my entire life. I didn't expect to get as high as I did. But with me being as high as I was, my six foot three, three hundred pound brother was just laid out on the couch, and uh, I did feel feel pretty accomplished from that one. <laughs> I'm waiting for you to say felt a little bad, but he says no. I'm feeling very accomplished. Uh, he wasn't too mad. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I think that was the night that we tried to go see the new Superman movie when it came out, and I don't remember any of it. <laughs> Oh, so do you don't remember if you actually went to the movie or you no, remember I went you to the got movie. that far? Okay. I, yeah, I went to the movie. I just don't remember a single scene in it. Like, I feel like if I rewatch it, I probably would be like, well, this is the first time I've seen that. <laughs> That's great. Which Superman movie? Uh, was was it Man of Steel? Must have been Man That's of Steel. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Not because it, it had to be with not well, that far away, but not that. Exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Man of Steel makes sense in the timeline I yeah. was imagining. Yeah. <laughs> right well, Fred, that's great. Thank you so much for taking the time yeah, to interview course. with us, Alex. We really enjoyed hearing from you, and the passion that you have for your job is fantastic. The opportunity that folks here get to be inspired by that and that you're always that backbone for your bud tenders out there is really great. Heck yeah. No, I'm happy to be in the industry. Super stoked to see where it goes next. Yeah. Thanks, Alex. Yeah. Thank you. CBD Magcast and Cannabis Concierge are a division of Confidential Monkey Enterprises. Visit us at www.cannabisbeyonddope.com.